On today's episode of Titus and Tate, we will be talking to the 2019 Most Outstanding Player of the NCAA Tournament and the, the, the reigning, the still, I guess, the, the reigning Most Outstanding Player will be for a full full year. Uh, Kyle Guy joined us from his from his apartment in uh, Sacramento, Tate. It was it was fun chatting with Kyle. Yeah, it's uh, he's one of those guys where, you know, we always say we have friends of the program. Kyle Guy was beyond a friend of the program. He was actually a segment <laughs> on the program. He was Kyle Guy. There was good guy. There was bad guy. There was Kyle Guy. So Kyle Guy is a, is a part of the fabric of this program. We loved his journey at UVA from the 16 seed loss to the top. Um, so it's, it's good to have him here and you have your Virginia hat on. So uh, it, it's full on Virginia day. Yep. I, uh, I, I pandered to him because he panders to me. You know, every time <laughs> we talk to Kyle, he always finds a way to mention that he watched uh, uh, me and, and me and Greg and Mike and Daquan cook and all those guys, all our AAU team. He always, uh, he's an Indiana guy. So he always, he always makes sure to mention that he watched us growing up. And I, and I really appreciate that because he does not need to do that. But uh, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to talk to Kyle. We, 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 we talked to him about, being quarantined with his wife he's, he's a newlywed the poor guy got mm. got married date and as soon as he got married the circumstances said go spend every waking second with each <laughs> yeah, other <yeah>. until <laughs> oh you want to live together here you go spend every second together and never leave the house yes. congratulations uh, enjoy your enjoy your marriage um so we talked to him about that a little bit and obviously a lot of virginia basketball some tony bennett stories and all that kind of stuff uh great catching up with him uh we're also going to talk tate the the all america the ap released their all american list today um and there are some notes that we need to go over uh obi toppin unanimously named an all american the only one who is unanimous interesting mm. interesting really mm. makes you think um and we're gonna see wherever else wherever else this thing goes it is day 12 of our quarantine <laughs> and uh we're, we're we are in the same boat as all of you listening um and we're ready to get weird per usual so that's what we're going to do but first woody durham All right, it is Monday night, I think. I don't know, Tate. I'm losing track of days, time, uh, time yes. and space and everything else. Mm-hmm. I, I, I have no idea. I, I feel like I'm just going to stare into a mirror and the mirror's just going to stare back into me. And then, like, they, I don't even know where I'm going with this thought. It, it is day 12 of the quarantine. Uh, it is taking its toll on me. I, I assume it's doing <laughs> the same to you. Yes. In a word, yes. Uh, yes, we are dealing... <laughs> We are, we are dealing with uh, a quarantine, as you said. I am uh, in another location. I am back in my room now. Um, myself and Charles Barkley, uh, both of us got tested for COVID-19, both negative. Uh, I just wanted to put That's that fantastic. out to the world. I am negative. Uh, I am not contagious. I am feeling better. I am not coughing as much. I still have a little bit of a cough, but I, again, am lost in the sauce. I am lost in the days and nights as they as they, as they pass by. Um, and honestly, the only thing that's keeping me sane is knowing that on Monday nights and on Thursday nights, I have something to do, which is record yeah. with you. So I do know that like when those days hit, I'm like, oh, it's Monday. Uh, oh, it's Thursday. Yeah. So it's good oh, it's for like Thursday, the weekend yeah. and the start of the week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's where I'm at. It is kind of nice to have that routine because, my God, I have no idea what it, – it, it, it's bonkers. <laughs> it's absolutely crazy. Um what what have you been up to? What so what what what? How are you passing the time? You said you're in your. This is your third location. I think we've done three shows together. This is the fourth show we've done <laughs> since the NCAA tournament was canceled. The first one I did in my kitchen by myself. The second yep. one you were, God knows where, in some basement somewhere. And then mm-hmm. you you've done the last three with us. Uh, uh, yeah, you've you've been a part of the last three shows. Um, 
But you've been in three different locations, Tate. Are you not taking this quarantine seriously? Are you moving around? What's going on here? Explain well, to the people. I, I'm, ba- happening. I'm basically being moved around and like shipped around, like as if you know I am a part of the the oversight of the the full quarantine. But basically, what happened was everyone assumed that I had COVID nineteen ASAP, so I was sent to the room that Brie Larson was in in the movie The Room. Um, so I was in there uh, recording for for the first episode that you saw. Um, and then I was like, I got to get out of here. Uh, so then rented an Airbnb, talked to them. They were like, we don't live here. Go there. They actually were a fan of GM Street, a show I used to do. So I was like, boom, in that Airbnb for four days, waiting on test results, right? That's the world I was in. Uh, did the podcast there. Things were getting better. My parents were happy. I looked nicer. And now I'm back in my you know, my current room, which is like an in-between of the first two shows. It was like mm-hmm. horrible, dirty, trap, the worst. And then it was like, Really, really nice. Uh, so now I'm back in the middle, which feels nice. But yeah, like you said, I am going to find another location for the fourth uh, iteration of our show. Um, I don't know how I'm going to do that, uh, knowing that I can't go outside, but I will figure it out. I will find another corner in this house and I will set up shack. I I am still laying on the floor of my apartment um, in, in L.A. I am I am actually moving mm-hmm. apartments, which is uh, <laughs> an absolute disaster, as you might imagine. Like, it's good in the sense that I we have nothing else to do with our time. Me and Moses. Moses is laying right here just farting all over me, by the way. This is this is Love something. It. But uh, um, it's good in the sense you have a lot of time on your hands. You can pack boxes and and do all that it's bad in the sense that the government has said don't leave your house and i Mm. have to leave my house to go to my other house because if if Mm. i don't move my stuff over there when the first comes um i will be homeless so it's just a (laughs) it's just a dicey situation and (laughs) i could not have uh could not have picked a worse time to to move apartments (laughs) but that's what we got going on so yeah fun times I got to say, being off Twitter has been fantastic, by the way, and I can't recommend mm-hmm. it enough. Um, I, uh, I, I don't know. I was listening to uh, I was listening to Duncan Trussell on Rogan. Do you listen to Rogan? Mm-hmm. I listen to Rogan. I listen to Joe Rogan every so often. He had Duncan Trussell on, who's his, by far his best mm-hmm. guest. Um, and, they were, and towards the end of the podcast, they were talking about the multiverse and just about, uh, you know, how, how basically every decision you make could put you on another track in life and you could – do all this stuff and uh i don't know duncan trussell anyone who, who, who listens to him it gets really trippy and it's great it's fantastic it's perfect for the times we're in right now um but it just kind of like listening to that just underscored how great it is to be off twitter and i just want to take a second tate and encourage everyone listening to get off twitter it's it's the best it is these times that we're in right now we're made to be off twitter and i understand your impulse is to say like I want to know what's going on in the world because this is a crazy time and I want to know the news and I want to be on top of everything. Um, but what I've found is that you don't actually like, first of all, like the really important stuff finds its way to you. Cause someone will text you. They'll be like, yo man, did you see this? Um, and that you still see that stuff. And then all the other stuff, as it turns out, isn't as important as you thought it was Tate. It's great. It's fantastic. I feel like my anxiety is just kind of like slowly, fading it's it's great um i don't know that that that's my that's my comment on on the current state of things <laughs> well i love that and i think uh if twitter was planning on sponsoring this show just go ahead and get them the earmuffs but other than that sorry twitter we love you usually we we usually are on twitter but i still am on twitter and here's why i'm on twitter mark and it's because cbs decided to start playing these games right they wanted to show us Here's how we got here in college basketball. So on Saturday, I wake up in the morning, I look at my phone, and CBS tweets out, hey, 
North Carolina, 1982. You remember Michael Jordan? Remember when he made that shot? Tune in now. So I'm like, oh, this is amazing. I see, like, you know, a friend of the program, Big Cat, like, I can't believe Patrick Ewing is goaltending these shots. Ah! You know, so I'm like, wow, these people have never seen any of these games. This is cool. Like, people on Twitter, like the people that you were just talking with, the idiots, they're all learning something today. This is great. So they're learning about college basketball. They're learning about this Georgetown team. They're learning about, I don't know, James Worthy was the best player on the 1982 team. So I'm watching this all happen in real time. And just like the NCAA tournament this year, boom, emergency press conference, coronavirus. We cut to that. Trump and all, and Dr. Fauci and everyone is like in the middle of that. It ends up being an hour long. So we missed the end of the 1982. We true? missed the Jordan shot. Yeah, yeah. So we missed the Jordan shot. So I'm, so I'm all shook about this. And then, you know, I got a lot of NC State friends, family. My cousin Matt went to NC State. I, uh, I get a text like, get ready, 1983, Lorenzo Charles. So then I get to watch the entire state game, right, against Houston and uh, in, in full. They have everything that you could ever imagine. It's Jimmy V, you know, running all over the court, giving you the moment. Lorenzo Charles does the dunk. He's, like, looking around like, is that it? Did I win? Um, so I get to see the full show of that. I'm like, this is kind of great. Jimmy V and Rick Pitino, for people, my dad pointed this out. He's like, Jimmy V started Iona. Rick Pitino ends at Iona. They're kind of like the same guy. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. I, I'm loving this. We're getting college basketball on a Saturday, even during the quarantine. Boom, Sunday hits. I'm like, all right, what's on now? And of course, it's 1992. It's Duke, Kentucky. It's Christian Leitner. It's Bobby Hurley. It's 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 just the the worst of the worst, in my opinion, as far as what I want to see. And I'm getting texts from all these Duke people, like, you watching the game? You checking this out? Meanwhile, I'm watching Rick Pitino and Herb Sendak on the Kentucky bench, and all I'm thinking to myself is, how much money would I pay for Herb Sendak to go to Iona and be assistant coach to Rick Pitino right now? Oh. Too much, too oh. much money. But yes. but that was all a show in and of itself. So I'm watching that. Afterwards, Villanova, the 2016 game comes on. Of course, I'm getting texts about that. You ready for this Chris Jenkins shot? You ready for this moment? So my weekend, I tried to make it college basketball. And the only moment that I would have had good, the 1982 title game was ruined by coronavirus. So it, it is, it is in a nutshell, point. the college basketball. Yes, it, it's just the worst. This is my point. You have to detach. I try. You have to just. I try. Yeah. This is. In all seriousness, I really do feel like this is a great opportunity, and uh, to to for people listening, because I I I've noticed that everyone is there. There is just a heightened sense of anxiety. What do we do with our time? What do we do with our? And and, and listen, not everyone is in the same boat, Tate. Like there, if you're someone who by being out of work, like this is like very serious business and, and you don't know how you're going to pay your bills and all that kind of stuff. I understand that there, there are a lot of people like that out there. A lot of, I have multiple friends who have lost their jobs already from, yep. from this whole yeah. situation that blows. You have to figure out like how you're going to pay bills. Like all that, all that is fine and well, like you should be on Twitter. You should be anxious. You should like fi figure your thing out. What I want to say is for the people that like are working from home and have to spend all their time at home and they don't know what to do with themselves to all the people that uh, don't necessarily have to worry about that. Um, I encourage you to just detach from everything because you'll find that it's not as important as you think the, 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 just the, this is a great time because listen, the whole reason I'm on Twitter, like I'm, I'm getting kind of deep into this, but screw it. It's a, it's a quarantine show. So here we go. Um, so everyone knows Twitter's the worst. Everyone knows that like the like being addicted to the, the the to your phone is stupid. There's no one who's ever said. There's no one with a brain that's ever said like, man, I wish I spent more time on Twitter. Like I'm putting in a lot of hours on Twitter right now. But like, what if I spent more? That would be great. That's what I really need. What you hear from people is like, 
man, it would be so great to just like turn it all off and go off the grid. That's all everyone ever wants to do. And there's a reason for that because we all know that's the worst. We all know that social media sucks. We all know that watching the news 24 seven just pollutes your brain. We all know that it really, really sucks. And the reason we all still know that, but keep going back is that you don't want to miss out on anything because you're like, I want to quit Twitter, but like, what if some cool thing happens and I miss out on it and all my friends are talking about it and I miss the boat. Well, the, the current climate of this country, nothing is happening. You're not going to miss anything. You're not going to miss anything, Tate. There's nothing going on. There's everyone, every, every single person in this country is sitting in their house or apartment, just staring at the wall, hoping, waiting for word that we can all go outside again. So I just, uh, yeah, that's it. I, I, I cannot, it's one of the great decisions I've made to just detach from it all. I don't get texts from people saying, watch this game, watch your team blow it. Um, so I, I can't recommend it enough. Take the, take the time away. Instead of spending your spending every day, you say to yourself, I have all day. What am I going to do? And you just stare at your phone, stare at the TV, stare at your phone, stare at the TV. Turn it all off. Maybe you read a book. Maybe you uh, you you learn how to cook a, a meal you've always wanted to cook. I don't know. That's my that's my encouragement to, to all those people out there. Um, let's talk about basketball. I love it. I'm sorry. I went on a tangent. I'm, life advice with uh, Mark Titus is not what people want. <laughs> well, we like it. We like it, especially because like we're, we're I'm attached. I'm fully attached. So you're detached. Yeah. I'm attached. We'll go one. We'll go one for one, and we'll figure it out. And the reason I'm attached is because I'm playing gin rummy. You know what I mean? I've been playing cards like no other. Uh, I've been playing spades. I, I'm in fact, you and I, we're both old souls in the sense that we can sit in a room and not have a TV or, or an iPhone or whatever, and we can mm-hmm. play Monopoly or whatever game, and we're gonna have a great time. In fact, I'm gonna have a better time because again, like you said, the anxiety goes down a little bit. I'm not worried, oh wait, someone's like trying to like listen to a podcast and point out something stupid I said and tweeted at me and like threaten me and say all this stuff. It's nice. That can be a nice break. But in that same vein, let's talk about some things to get riled up when in the world of basketball because we're fighting yeah, over who the national up. champion is. Let's get riled up. All right. So last week, uh, or last show, you gave, I think we have eight teams that are national champions right now. Mm-hmm. Well, here's an update. The list has been cut, folks, and, and here's where the list is right now. We have three national champions and one officially voted in by the Senate uh, national champion. So I'll break it down. So number one, uh, the Kansas Jayhawks are the national champions, according to the AP and Ken Palm. So those are two very, very strong, uh, you know, alliances to have in the world of determining a national champion. So Kansas has those two. We have in the net ranking, Gonzaga. Gonzaga is the number one in the net ranking. So based on net, Gonzaga, the national champions. Sports line, whatever the hell that is, uh, they decided to do a simulation of the tournament. In their simulation, Dayton was deemed to be the winner of the NCAA tournament, the national champion. So those are your three right. national champions based on those uh, four tests, I guess you would say. Kansas has two of them, Dayton, Gonzaga. But the Senate in Florida, and I got to pull up this story uh, because it's so good, and, and we can't, we can't, you know, let this slide. Florida Senate legislation declares Florida State the 2020 men's basketball national champion by a vote of 37 to two. And uh, for people that that don't <laughs> get on. this, hold on, who who were the two people in the Florida Senate that voted against Florida? They had to be Florida fans, right? Like they had to be what? Absolutely, it was. Yeah. they they had to be Florida fans yeah. or Miami fans or whatever kind of fans are in the Florida Senate, but. 37 people were Talon Nasty Seminoles, and the Talon Nasty heads came out, and they are basically uh, presenting uh, Coach Leonard Hamilton uh, and the university president, John Thrasher, a token of the sentiments of the Florida Senate, saying they're national champions. So they're going to get like, an official piece of paper that says they are the 2020 national champions. They are the first state to declare a national champion. 
uh, in a world where the states are declaring all types of things in, in, in today's times, Florida comes out and says, don't worry about, you know, any of this other stuff going on. Florida State, the national champions. Uh, so right now, as I stand in the theoretical national championship vote, Florida's the only Florida State's the only team that has actual paperwork behind it, uh, other than you know media members and Kimpom. So I think the way I leave this right now, Florida State is the national champion. So congratulations to Coach Hamilton. That is on brand for Florida. They did the same with UCF, yes. right? I don't know if it was the Senate yes. that did it, but obviously UCF <laughs> said we're the national champion football team. What if what if this is how you get Trump to fill out a bracket? Like he. Obviously, Andy Katz used to fill out the bracket with with Obama, and then when Trump became the president, Andy Katz. I, I guess the story goes like he reached out to Trump to do the bracket, and Trump said, "Nah, I, I I have no interest in that." What if what if Trump's like suddenly like actually I do have interest now that the tournament wasn't actually played, and he he tries to pretend like whatever he says goes, and that's like the official mandate, and he sits down with Andy Katz. They do a two hour special. Uh, and Trump yeah. goes through and picks the games and uh, whatever he decides is ultimately what happens. And that's what we all have to just get behind and say, that's, that's the winner of the tournament. <laughs> all I know is this, he will do that. He will do that two hour session in the middle of the 29 or 2009 national title game or the 2017 national title, whatever, whatever <laughs> Carolina is playing on CBS. That's when that'll happen. They'll be like, all right, let's do it then. We got it. So there you go. There's your update. Florida State national champions. I don't think it's a coincidence that the tournament was canceled in an election year, by the way. I think we can still get this on the ballot. I think this is where Mm -hmm. it's it's ultimately leading to is that in November, (laughs) we're all going to have to vote. You're going to vote for president. You're going to vote for all the other stuff that's not as important as as who won the national championship. That's really should be the top of the ballot. It's like, who do you think would have won the national championship? You list basically every division one school i guess you could go through and and weed out the ones that have already lost in their conference tournaments but the ones that hadn't lost in the conference tournaments have to still be eligible and just have a long list and then the election is vote for who you think should have won and then we we roll it that way that's my that's what i say should happen (laughs) and let me let me just say florida state will win that (laughs) florida Florida state State will win again they they will go out Um, and vote did you see that the uh, the AP listed the All American teams? Uh, they yes. they released the AP All Americans, which uh, kind of the only All American teams that matter. You know, it's it's weird because mm-hmm. I think that, um, and you can stop me if you disagree, but the AP All Americans are the ones that that carry the most weight. They're the ones that people throw around as like you know the most valid. No one no one cares about the sports line All Americans or the <laughs> the uh, the Titus and Tate All American team. They care about the eight what the AP has to say. But then the flip side of that is the AP names their national player every year. And I feel like that's third best behind Wooden and Naismith, right? So um, it, it doesn't carry quite the same cachet. But uh, nonetheless, the AP released the All-Americans. And what's interesting to me, what jumps out in, uh, immediately, Tate, is that Obi Toppin was, was unanimous pick. Luca Garza was not. So there were people that, mm-hmm. for first team I'm talking, um, there, were, there were people that voted on this that did not have Luca Garza on their first team. Your thoughts? Well, I think it says something more about the Kansas team, right? Because Yudoka Azubuke and Devin Dotson are both on uh, the second team, and they basically were stealing votes mm-hmm. away from each other. They're like, they're like 20 votes or whatever it was. So I think Doke could have obviously made a candidacy to be on the first team. I think a lot of people thought that he had a real shot to be, obviously ends his career with the highest field goal percentage in college basketball history. You know, crazy numbers at the end of the year, has the big 31-point game, you know, the 19-rebound game, all that sort of stuff. So I feel like a lot of people were like, well, I would take Doak over Garza. He's on the best team in the country. He's going to be our five there. Um, so I think that takes votes away from Garza. On the other side of that top, and I mean, I don't think there really was a competition at his position, really. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, not that it, it is positional, but like, I, I feel like he was a guarantee that he would be in. Everyone knows the six foot nine forward from Dayton, Obi Toppin. He's the, the one that ended up being the talking point for everyone. So in a world where I think unanimous is irrelevant, we're, we're living in the Steph Curry unanimous MVP world where everyone wants to be unanimous. So I, I understand the, uh, the infatuation with saying Obi's unanimous and Luca's not, you know? What it would so tomorrow, uh, and and by tomorrow I mean today for people listening. We're recording this on Monday, but it comes out on Tuesday. Um, at noon Eastern, they the, the AP will be announcing their Player of the Year Tate, and I think this points to Obi Toppin's going to win that, right? It has to. I mean, yeah, it, it's it, it, that's the only thing that would make sense is that the, the one guy who's unanimous on the All American team is going to win that. Which is interesting because Luca Garza is actually being named National Player of the Year by more outlets than I thought. Um, mm-hmm. the, the campaign is working. The Iowa fans that are all over the internet, it's always Iowa fans. It, you can always say mm-hmm. if you're on Twitter, which again, thank God I'm not anymore, but like it's, when, whenever you t- I'd talk about Obi Toppin and someone would reply and be like, Gars is better. At no point was it ever like a San Diego State fan chipping in or like a Gonzaga mm-hmm. fan that's like, I'm watching all these games too. Here's how I see it. Literally every single time it's an Iowa fan. And I guess maybe <laughs> not literally. The, 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 the one exceptions will be fans of other big 10 schools it's only mm-hmm. the only every so often one on every 30 times you'll get a fan at like a michigan fan or an illinois fan yeah um but garza so so uh i thought all of that was just kind of noise but a lot of these awards are going to garza it's becoming like an actual debate like it was sort of like a thing we just kind of i mean we did the big rant after i got back from dayton and i was like Toppin's winning all the awards like he's he's it's mm-hmm. it's a no-brainer um and then Iowa fans got upset apparently it's working and now Garza is being named national player of the year but it looks like Toppin's going to be the national player of the year uh for the AP and I think we might get a split we might get like a split decision ultimately I think that might be where we're headed which hasn't happened I don't remember the last time this happened was it 06 I mean even in 06 when when Reddick and Morrison like people still remember Reddick as being the guy because I think Reddick won the ones that mattered most I feel like 03 mm-hmm. was the last time it was like truly split was David West and TJ Ford where yep. if you ask people who was the national player of the year that year they still kind of argue about it um I think that might be where we're headed Tate I, I I think we have a chance just based on the odds, right? So I think there were like both five, yeah. four odds uh, to actually win uh, National Player of the Year between Garza and Toppin. So if Vegas believes that's the case. And and look, I'll just say this. As someone who uh, witnessed Tyler Hansborough, um, as someone who has seen the love that Eric Montross gets, in the world of college basketball, there's nothing like a white big, you know? Like people just automatically <laughs> endear themselves to a big white man, uh, you know, wearing number 55 in the center because it's a position that you're familiar with, especially in a world where, you know, we are more, you know, shooter, guard-oriented, skill-oriented, whatever you want to say. But Garza has those skills also. So I think that, you know, it makes people, you know, have like some sort of affinity for him. But if you watch both these guys play, I know there's a the competition that can be discussed with the Big Ten and you know the A ten and all that sort of stuff. But I, I think Obi Toppin was was by and large the best player. I think Garza could be in a mix of guys, and Toppin was the only guy, in my opinion, that really like stood out yeah. above the rest of the guys. Listen, if you're if you're if you're taking Garza over Toppin, you're telling on yourself that you're. I mean, yeah. this is like a this is a good litmus test for for uh you know how people view the game of basketball because it, mm-hmm. I, I don't mean to put down iowa fans if, if you're an iowa fan you 100 percent have to stand behind your guy i have no there's no beef with iowa fans whatsoever. it's a great I'm, campaign I'm yeah you. it's a great campaign yeah yeah 
you have to 100% back your guy. It doesn't matter. Even if even if in the back of your brain you're like, I actually kind of like Tapa more. It doesn't matter. You have to back your guy. That's that's part of being a fan. It's the other people mm-hmm. that think that Garza gets it over Toppin. I, I feel like you're kind of telling on yourself, Tate, because, I mean, Toppin, the, literally the only argument for Garza is that he averages more points and rebounds against a harder schedule, which is like the dumbest way of thinking because – Top end, it's it's not like Dayton is losing these games. This is what I, I don't understand why people keep bringing up like the whole schedule. It would be one thing if Dayton played uh, uh, the bad schedule they played, which it wasn't even their fault. Just the A10 wasn't as good as it usually is. But um, even if they play, if they played that schedule, and let's say they lose to Rhode Island by 12, they lose to St. Louis on a last second shot, and then they, you throw in like one other five point loss to God knows who. Then I'll entertain your idea of like, yeah, okay. So Toppin was they play he put up mm-hmm. numbers, but they kind of lost to these. They, they killed everybody they played basically. They they, they didn't yeah. lose. So the schedule argument, I don't really care that much. Um, but even if you want to throw that in, I mean, Toppin has he's more efficient. Uh, Garza Garza averages more points and rebounds because if if you look at the pace that both teams play at, I mean Dayton is slowing it down. Iowa's up and down because they played no defense. They let the other team score, so then they can go score on the other end. Uh, Toppin hasn't beaten talent by a wide, 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 wide margin. Toppin could theoretically maybe be the number one pick in the draft. He's good enough to go number one. Um, Garza is going to come back next year probably because he's not good enough to get drafted. So if you're just talking like sheer raw talent. Toppin's a better player. His team is better. That's kind of undeniable. Uh, he plays defense. He's more exciting. He's he's unquestionably more exciting. He's more nationally relevant. I really don't understand how this became like a thing outside of Iowa fans. And, and kudos to them. I tip my cap to them because if it wasn't for them, this would not be a debate at all. But for some reason, uh, people have turned it into a debate. And I think it's going to be a split decision. I think Toppin's going to win AP all the Ameri- the AP Player of the Year. And I think one of the Wooden or Naismith, or if not both, is going to go to. Uh, to Garza. I really feel like that's where we're headed, which is crazy because to me, Garza's candidacy, he's lost 11 games. He played on a, a middling Iowa team. Um, Garza is basically like the Trey Young, Jalen. This debate is like Trey Young, Jalen Brunson, where Trey Young put up absurd numbers and he did it in the best conference in college basketball that year. The Big 12, basically, like every team in that conference in uh, 2018 was a tournament team, more or less. Um, he put up insane numbers, but he also lost a ton. And it was like, well, this is kind of empty calories. That was kind of the, the thought behind why Trey Young wouldn't win. And Jalen Brunson was obviously the best player on the best team. And that's why Jalen Brunson ended up winning out. Um, it feels like that, except Trey Young was also a lottery pick, a top five pick. That was great. Luca Garza doesn't even have that. It feels like the same sort of debate as that, except, uh, yeah, Luca Garza isn't even as talented as Trey Young. So I, I don't know. If, if, if Luca Garza wins National Players of the Year, Player of the Year Awards, and Trey Young did not take that. That will be uh, that'll be very disappointing. We'll just put it that way. That's 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 yeah. all I have to say about that. But I, yeah, no, I was gonna say you can lock that in. I would agree with that. And also, I mean, Trey Young. This is the time where we're not doing this because uh, I don't know why not. But but I don't like we're we're in the world where everyone's doing like best tournament runs or doing brackets and they're like best players of college basketball. One of the graphics I saw that Trey Young retweeted was best college basketball season since 2007 and the list is like you know Blake Griffin's on there Buddy Hill's on there Jimmer's on there uh Steph's on there you know what I mean Kevin Durant's on there but Trey Young's not on there and he like quote tweeted in it's like you know what is this basically and yeah. it is funny to see how quickly Trey Young went from this novelty of like is this guy really averaging 30 and 10 in college basketball 
to uh, mm -hmm. everyone's like, well, they were an eight or a nine seed. So I really, you know, I dismissed that entire year and he's not a winner. So I don't care. But like you said, I mean, if that's the, the that's the mentality and those are the rules you're working under, then it's the same sort of deal with Garza, even though. Yeah. Um, yeah it, it's funny how that works. Yeah. I don't understand because if you're an old school guy, you're if you're an old school guy, the vote is for Toppin because he's the better play, like he's the best player on the quote unquote best team, even though Kansas is the best team. But Dayton is you know, good enough to be considered up there as the best team. So he gets, he gets the bump over Garza for that. If that's your old school way of thinking, if you're a new, new school guy, who's into the nerd, if you're a nerd analytics guy, um, you look at the efficiency of Toppin and he gets the nod. Like I don't, I, I don't understand like where, where, and you look at the defense. If, if you're one of those guys that just likes to really break crunch the numbers, you're looking at Toppin's efficiency, Toppin plays defense. Um, all that kind of stuff should matter. And it doesn't, and to, to to people that want Garza. So I don't understand who uh, who is backing Garza other than Iowa fans. But again, I can't stress this enough, Iowa fans. I'm not saying you're stupid. I'm not saying you're wrong. You 100% have to get behind your guy. I'm just saying, as someone who's not an Iowa fan, I don't really feel like this is should be particularly close. And that's not because Luca Garza is not good. He's very very good. He should be. He should have been a unanimous All American, I think, on the first team. But um, yeah, it's not even close to me. Obi Toppin is 100% the player of the year. So it's also one of those things where if we had a most improved player, you know, like nationally, maybe Luca Garza is that guy because Luca Garza goes from you know 13 points a game to 23 points per game, and he gets his rebounds yeah. up. And <clears throat> I agree, he needs the acknowledgement. But I am pretty flabbergasted that we're at the point where, like you said, we're at even odds between Obi Toppin and Luca Garza. That's crazy, <laughs> um, but that's uh, that's the world we live in. Um, all right, enough about that. Let's uh let's talk to Kyle Guy. Let's get him on the show. Uh he has a lot to talk about. We have a lot to talk to him about. Um here it is, our interview with the 2019 most outstanding player, Kyle Guy. All right, Titus, quick break to get a word from our sponsor, Simply Safe. With home security, there's two ways you can go about protecting your home. There's the traditional way where you wait weeks for a technician to do a messy installation that costs a small fortune, or there's the other way, Simply Safe. Simply Safe is everything you need in a home security system. It's award winning protection, two time winner of the CNET Editor's Choice Award. Simply Safe blankets your whole home in safety. You barely notice it's there. What's truly remarkable is you can set up the system all by yourself. I did it all by myself. I still can't believe I was able to do that. And it's only 50 cents a day with no contracts. It's why The Verge calls Simply Safe the best home security system around. Go to simplysafe.com slash Titus, T I T U S, today, and you'll get free shipping in oh, a 60 day. Let's go. And in a 60 day risk free trial, you've got nothing to lose. Go now and be sure to go to simplysafe.com slash Titus. That's simplysafe.com slash Titus. But wait, there's more, Tate. Uh, we are partnering with Vincero Watches, and we cannot be more excited about it. Finding a watch that's stylish, bold, and built to last can cost a pretty penny, but Vincero Watches is changing all that. They believe you deserve to look good no matter your budget. Vincero creates exceptionally crafted watches, and they do it without breaking the bank. The guys over at Vincero Tate, they sent both of us watches. They sent us, uh, I, it mm -hmm. says here, they sent us from the Altitude Collection. That's, uh, I, yes. I, I don't remember what collection it was. They, I'll, I'll leave it to them to, to keep track of what the name was. All I know is awesome. It was the kind of watch that you open, and if you're not a watch guy, it makes you want to be a watch guy. You look at it, and you're like, I should have more of these. I should, I should get more of these mm -hmm. Vincero watches. They're fantastic. Um, and they are offering everyone listening to this an exclusive 15% discount off their entire order. And they're going to cover all shipping costs on top of that using promo code Tate. There it is. The promo code Tate. They're mm. honestly a very unique design that you won't find anywhere else. You need to see them for yourself at FinceroWatches.com. 
Don't overpay for a watch that looks cheap and disappoints. Exclusively for our listeners, Vincero is offering 15% off of their already very affordable watches. Just go to VinceroWatches.com and use code Tate. Don't you dare pay full price at checkout, folks. Use code Tate. This is a buy that you will not regret. Back to the podcast. All right, joining us now from his place in Sacramento, California, also quarantined, just like the rest of the country. It is your 2019 most outstanding player. Um, kind of your 2020 most outstanding player as well. The longest reign for the most outstanding player in the history of the NCAA tournament. It is Kyle Guy. Kyle, I want to start here. You got married last summer, um, and within a year of being married, you're now quarantined, and you have to spend every second with your wife. Um <laughs> How is that going? Is the relationship is this is this strengthening the relationship? Is it is it causing problems? What, what, what's going on there? No, well, both, and I think then they both kind of go hand in hand. Um, no, it's definitely a change. We've actually never uh, lived together uh, before this because we always went to different schools, mm. um, and so she moved out here in December. Um, and yeah, it's been challenging, but it's been fun. Um, we both like board games and um, card games and stuff, so that's been nice. But she doesn't really like movies like I do. She's more of a TV show girl, and I'm like a movie freak, so we butt heads over that a little what, bit. What kind of TV shows does she watch? Is she into the trash stuff or the uh... – <laughs> She's like, into both. Okay. <laughs> she likes – like she loves Game of Thrones. Okay. And she likes like yeah. loving one. <laughs> Just any TV. Time. So, All right. <laughs> popular right, tv yeah. shows we like that uh you, you you mentioned kyle that uh that you like movies this is something like like titus mentioned to me earlier he was like i got a list of kyle guys top 10 movies i'm like one how did you get this list and two are is this man the biggest christopher nolan fan of all time and and then we're gonna work that out today so so can you just he, let the people know what your number one movie is he tweeted it oh you tweeted it okay yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I tweeted like a list of like my favorite movies in a bunch of genres, um, and my it wasn't like these aren't like I didn't rank them from what I think is the best movie. I just went off of what my favorite is. Okay, and I didn't even realize when I did the list that the first three were all Christopher Nolan. <laughs> and I, of course, I saw uh, I saw Mark's tweet, and I'm like, oh my god, Christopher <laughs> Nolan. <laughs> He's the man, though. He's the man. So there's I'm nothing not wrong mad. with that. Your list was um, we had Interstellar at number one, Inception at two, mm-hmm. and The Dark Knight at three. And that's what stood out to me. Jojo Rabbit was four, uh, which you, I'm with you <laughs> on all these picks. These are all great movies. Five mm-hmm. was Forrest Gump. And here's where you lose me, Kyle. Because, uh, you know, everything's subjective. Go Your top five, they're all really good. I think a lot of people would have those, all five of those, somewhere in their top, whatever. Um, but number six was Warrior. What is Warrior? I don't even know what Warrior is. Explain to the people what the movie Warrior is okay. and why, why it's in your top ten. I've never even heard of it. Yeah, so Warrior went really under the radar. I remember going to see it with my stepdad. We paid to go see, I don't know, uh, some movie, whatever. And we stayed and went to another theater and we watched Warrior. And <laughs> that movie was... <laughs> It was off the chart. And this is the same stepdad that took me to Fort Wayne to watch you and Greg and Mike and Oh nice. And Daquan Cook and all of them. So we 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 did basketball and we went movies together. And um so this movie Warrior has Joel Edgerton in it. It has Tom Hardy in it. Um and <laughs> it's phenomenal. It's about these two brothers that one used to be a UFC fighter, one was a Marine, 
and then he goes AWOL, and then they end up, like, finding each other in this tournament. Like, it's unbelievable. <laughs> and and, and yet again, so- Tom Hardy Tom Hardy is a Chris Nolan actor, so it's basically right, a de facto right. Chris Nolan movie. We'll just throw that in there. That's it comes one. full circle. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> so you, you, you said you snuck into movies. You would go to one movie and then sneak out of that one after it was over and, like – and go into another one is that am i understanding that correctly yeah that's awesome much. good for you <laughs> yeah 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 it's it's yeah I, i'm pretty proud of it actually that, that's actually <laughs> that's actually number three on uh trip advisor of the the most fun things to do in indianapolis did you know that tate number three it's like number one is go to the indy 500 mm-hmm. number two is go to a colts <laughs> game number three is like Get a ticket to a movie and then sneak into another movie, and yeah, the, the list starts to fall apart. Of things to do in Indianapolis. Whoa. That's it. Where, where are the Where are the Pacers on that list? The Pacers are tenth on that list. Like, what happened? Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we we should talk a little basketball, right? Shouldn't we? Um, what uh, what what have you been up to? You've been you've been killing it in the G League. Um, we were supposed to yeah. come to one of your games, and you gave us like a twelve hour notice. And I you you're unfamiliar with Southern California traffic, and you're like, hey, we're playing four hours away in Ontario. You get you guys should come swing by to a game. Um, but I really wanted to come. Uh, you you're lining it up in the G League. You got it into the NBA. Give the people give the people. Uh, you got your NBA debut out of the way. Is what I was gonna say. Um, what did you play? Like two minutes? Was it? In the, yeah, in the, yeah, yeah. the game you got in like two minutes, yeah. 10 seconds, maybe. Yeah. Nice. I like yeah. it. I um, so give, give the people an update on, on what you're up to. How is G league life treating you? How was the, the transition from, from Tony Bennett ball to like real basketball, as people would say, um, what, what, what is all of that? Yeah, it's, it's definitely been, um, it's been a roller coaster. So since I'm on this two way contract, like there's a lot of gray areas. It's a lot of extra travel because, you know i'm playing with the g league for a week road trip and then they call me to so i was in rio Grande valley which is like 10 minutes from uh from mexico like the border like 10 minutes mm. and i get a call at three in the morning saying hey you're on the 6 a.m flight meet us in dc so i leave the g league and go to the nba for another road trip i was gone for like 18 days like it's a lot of travel but you know it, it, i got a foot in the door i'm in a um, solid organization, like we're fighting for the playoffs. Like we got a young core. Um, the the front office and the coaches really like me. And in the G League, I get an opportunity to show uh, I'm not just a shooter. I'm a, I'm a scorer. I can facilitate, which I've been taking a lot of pride in, and that I can you know defend. Um, like I'm not a liability on defense. So that's what I've been trying to do in the G League. And um, yeah, we played the Bucks. They were beating us pretty good, and that's when I got my NBA debut, and I was guarding Kyle Korver the whole time, which was kind of cool. Um, yeah. And then I played in three NBA games and scored. Nice. In one. Yeah, you are. Uh, oh, uh, we we should point out. We should point out with your G League scoring. You're seventh in the G League in scoring, right? And over like the last ten games, you were averaging like 32 points per game. I just want to let people know this. You know what I mean? Because I feel like the G League stats get lost in the shuffle. Like, I'm a big Dwayne Bacon fan, you know? So, I, all I do is look at Dwayne Bacon, you know, G League stats, and they're just like, he had 48 points last night. And I'm like, this is amazing. Can we talk about this? So, I wanted to point that out. You're, you're top 10 scoring in the G League, and you're getting pulled up. It's different. Does any part of you, Kyle, does any part of you, knowing how much you're lighting it up now, uh, want to go back to Coach Bennett and be like, listen, I, the, the, <laughs> the pace, the slowing it down worked for us. Obviously, we won a national mm-hmm. title, but my God, like, Every so often, like I could have averaged twenty five if you would have let, if you just would have let me loose, if you if you just would have turned us loose. Here's what's crazy, man. When he recruited me, 
he said, like, look, like, I don't know if we, you know, we don't really have quite the personnel for, like, running up and down right now. Like, London's a, a, a slower-paced point guard. That's just how he plays, and that's fine. Um, and he told me, and he said, look, when I was a freshman, he actually gave me the green light, which he doesn't – he doesn't give the green light to many people in general. But, like, he's like, if, if you're open, like, you can shoot it whenever you want. Um, and then sophomore, junior year, just, like, the leash got longer and longer for me, Ty, and Dre, and, and the rest of the guys. He never once – like, I think this is a misconception. Like, people think, like, we want to play slow. There's never one time he was like, hey, slow it down, let's do this. Mm-hmm. We just did whatever we wanted. Yeah. Especially that the championship year. It was like – like, whoever had the ball, Ty, Dre, me, like, it didn't matter. Do whatever you want. Like, it, that's how much freedom he gives us. It just so happens when you play 30 seconds of defense, you get a little tired. Right. You, know, yeah. you know, run a play, whatever. And, I mean, like, my freshman year, I think we averaged, like, you know, like 68 points as a team. But then my junior year, we are averaging, you know, 72, 73. So, um, it, look, he's all about the – he's actually one of the better quick hitter coaches I've ever played for. Like, he has a lot of quick hit – plays and that's kind of where I got usually got going during the game was just a little quick carry call and I'd run it score and then we'd be we'd be good yeah so. uh so um yeah you you mentioned having the green light when you got to when you got to um Virginia what uh what was the hierarchy on that was team, it by the way because go ahead Tate no I was gonna say was it the man bun because it feels like if you come oh. in as a freshman you have a man bun if you're Tony Bennett you're just like I don't know what this kid's about but I know he's confident so he might as well shoot the ball yeah, he. I remember him pulling me in the office once, and we were just like looking over a little bit of film. He's just like, like I just want to. It was I was going through a little slump in like the beginning of the season. He's like, hey, like everything okay? Blah blah. He's like, I never say anything about like your man bun. You're wearing <laughs> short sleeves and a and a shooting sleeve, and you mm-hmm. got tights on. Like I don't say anything about it because you're a confident player. So like, where's he at right now? Like type thing. So. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't. The the hierarchy is Tony runs the show, man, and we all believe in him, and that's what's so cool is like, yeah, I I don't know how to explain it. I don't know if you guys ever met him, ever talked to him. Like, the the genuinity and the transparency that he brings is like, like he makes you feel bad about yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, where are my morals at? Because right. he's doing it right. <laughs> Just like makes you think about everything. No, the the, and, yeah. the best example of that was when you guys lost to UMBC, the press conference. He, I don't I don't know what he told you. Right. Um, maybe he did actually yell at you, but he when he shared what he told you guys and just how classy and like anyone else in that situation would have been not handle it that way. And just the, the way he faced the music and um, I don't know, it made it made everyone want to root for you guys. And I think it made it uh, that much more sweet when you guys won the next year. Um, speaking of which, so the tournament was canceled this year. Would you, as, as someone who, I'm trying to think of how to phrase this. What, what, what would be worse to you? Because you were a junior. You left early. You could have come back this year for your senior year at Virginia. Um, you had one year of eligibility left. What would have hurt worse, coming back for your senior year and then having the tournament canceled as a senior or losing to a 16 seed again? <laughs> Man. <laughs> what do you think would have been worse? <laughs> Honestly, honestly, canceled. Yeah, because like we already lost to, to a yeah, no like, it, it won't hurt as, as much the second <laughs> yeah. time. Like it is suck, but it won't be quite as bad. But no, being canceled, man. I just, I think I tweeted like right away. I was like, man, I just feel so bad. Like, I, like it was, it was more than likely it was the right thing to do. Yeah. Um, with everything going on, how like quickly everything's spreading, but you just like. 
and they're and they're looking like it's it's looking like they're not going to give anybody an extra year of eligibility but like yeah like like players like sabrina cassius mm-hmm. like momady like that's just man it sucks i don't know i would i know i would not be happy yeah, to say that much. for sure was there anybody that's your age, like a Miles Powell? Is there anyone that you reached out to, that, or like a Cassius Winston, anyone that you had, or like a Peyton Pritchard, any of the seniors that you were just like, hey, man, you know, I hate to see that, but also I'm still the MOP. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, people keep – well, first off, people keep saying, like, it's the longest reign of a championship ever, which isn't true because teams have won back to back. Yeah, but it's a new team. Didn't Florida win back. It's a new team, you know. That's. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, whatever. Your one whatever. team is going to be two tired champions. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Okay, I'll give you that. That's true. That's true. That's you got to like that. Like, the, admit <laughs> but, it. Some um, small part of you likes that, Kyle. Admit it. Like, you, when you're you're going to be the answer to a trivia question for the rest of your life. Like you'll be, who's the mm-hmm. the only guy that, that for two years was the most outstanding player. It was Kyle guy. Like that's, that's, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> like a very small, <laughs> cause, cause part of me feels like we didn't earn. And then the, like the Tony Bennett side of me is like, we didn't earn it. So I don't want it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, like I reached out to the UVA guys. Um, and I like everyone knows everyone just from playing college basketball, AU, whatever. Like I know Cassius, Miles, uh, even Sabrina. We sat next to each other at the McDonald's All American like banquet, and we listened to like Jay Williams give like a gut wrenching, inspirational speech. Um, so like, just my heart feels for him. But you know, everything happens for a reason, and all those people I just named are on to bigger and better things. Yeah, that's for sure. For sure. Um, I, I had this question about uh, uh, it, it's something that I've Tate and I have talked about it before. So I, I guess it never really dawned on me when you guys you, the, the year before when you guys ended up losing to UMBC, you guys won the ACC tournament going into that tournament, and then the year you won the title, right. you were smacked by Florida State in the ACC tournament. Um, this is a random question, right. terrible segue, but it just came to mind. What do, do you think? There's any value in losing like? How do you assess going winning the 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 conference tournament and then having to play in the NCAA tournament? Because Tate and I discussed like how teams sometimes it feels like teams pur- purposely lose because it sets you up for bigger and better things for the NCAA tournament. Um, yeah, Carolina. That kinda, Carolina does that all yeah, the time. That kind of feels like yeah, like yeah, you guys yeah. are proof positive of that that like when you win the ACC tournament you lose the 16th seed and then when you when you got smoked <laughs> you ended up winning the national tournament, the NCAA tournament. Well, I can promise you that we did not lose on purpose. Oh, okay. <laughs> because I, I, <laughs> I mean, add another ring to the collection or lose on purpose. Like, <laughs> always add another ring. Um, but I mean, I'm definitely, if not that, I'm still proof positive that losing is a good thing. Like, I, I sincerely believe that if we don't lose to UMBC, well, let alone we don't use to, lose to them, I think we're probably in the final four. I'm not going to say we're going to win at all, but we're probably in the final four because we had a pretty solid bracket. Um, but I'm also a believer if we don't lose that, we don't win the national mm-hmm. championship. And there's just a different feel between the NCAA tournament and the conference tournaments. Like, conference tournaments, if you are if you were in our position, like, you know you're making the tournament. And when you're the, – the run we had, man, we just were talking to each other, and there's this feeling inside all of us and just in the air, like, 
we're not going home. Like this is all we're leaving it all on the floor. All right. So like, obviously we've, we've already spent a lot of time. I didn't mean to rehash um, like losing to UMBC and, and all that as as much. And then, and then the the, the whole story, uh, that two year arc that you had, but obviously that is kind of what your identity is at this point as a basketball player. Like if you said the name Kyle guy to people that follow basketball, but aren't necessarily super plugged in, they're like, that's the guy from Virginia that, was on the team that lost and then they won. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So my question is how do you, now that you've, you've moved on and, and, and now you're a professional basketball player, how difficult is it going to be? Or do you feel like it is to kind of like create a new identity? Cause like, you don't want to be the guy who's trying to make it in the league and all anyone knows you as is what you did when you were 21, you know, Um, has has that been challenging to you? How do you like celebrate that part of your life? But at the same time, be like, listen, that was the, I got bigger and better goals. I'm moving on towards. Well, I think, I mean, I think the championships helped a lot. Like if you guys saw my DMS after we lost to UNBC, like, <laughs> like it was nonstop for 365 days. Them mm-hmm. just like going at me and they still kind of go at us, but like, I just send a picture of my ring. Like what, like I don't, <laughs> I don't have anything to say to them anymore. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. I mean, that definitely helps. Like I don't, I don't dwell on it too much. And yeah, like it, it's, it's baggage that just comes with my name from now on or, you know, Virginia, but at the same time, like coach Bennett did a great job of making sure that we didn't let it define us. No, I don't even let mean it be part of the story. I don't even mean the bad part. I mean the good part as well, that like you get your redemption, you're now a champion, you're the most outstanding player. Mm. So how, how do you not, like, if it was me, if I was in your shoes, um, I would just sigh a big sigh of relief and be like, I did it. I I accomplished everything (laughs) there is to accomplish in basketball. And then the Sacramento Kings would be like, Kyle, we want you to play for us. I'd be like, oh, shit, I got to keep playing? Oh, no. Um, So how do you now, like, then be motivated to, like, figure out what's next and kind of take the next step of of, as you begin your professional career is what I mean? Yeah, I I don't know. I I just think I'm kind of like a – I'm like a fiend for, like, competition. Mm-hmm. so and basketball just happens to be like something that I'm super passionate about and that I've you know been in love with for a while so um I don't know I don't like I think when I was younger it was like okay I want to be the greatest but now where I'm at now like I don't want to be the greatest player ever that's just not my personality like I don't I'm not LeBron James and I'm not Michael Jordan or Kobe like that's just not something I'm gonna be but if I can make a good living for myself playing a game that I love instead of working at a desk, mm-hmm. like I'll do that any day. Of the week. So <laughs> at the end of the day, at the end of the day, like I'm just trying to provide for my family and, um, you know, play basketball as long as I you know feel the need to. And um, at the end of the day, like basketball is kind of like a vehicle to do other things for me. Um, uh, so. That's so refreshing, man, because I feel like, um, I feel like everybody expects their athletes to just have that maniacal, you know, approach to, to the game. And it's so, it's so hypocritical mm-hmm. because you'll have people who are, like you said, like work desk jobs that are like, you know, they're accountants that don't really care about their job. They're just punching the clock and it's whatever, but then they'll turn on the TV and watch basketball and they get mad that like, like Shaq's the best example. I feel like Shaq had the same attitude where he's like, he, he's probably the greatest player ever who like had the same attitude of right. like, whatever man like i'm just here to play some whatever, ball and make yeah. some money and like i'm just good you know, like i'm trying to <laughs> yeah. win but i'm not like 
And then, because that's why Kobe and Shaq hated each other, I guess, is because Kobe was like had that drive to just want to kill everybody. And Shaq's like, "That's pretty crazy, man. I'm just, I'm just trying to play some ball and make some money." And <laughs> right, yeah. And uh, I don't know. That's refreshing. I, 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 I like hearing that. So, yeah. Um, how much, how much do you keep up with uh, Indiana high school basketball? Um, Lawrence Central's pretty good this year. They were before they, uh, before the tournament got yeah, canceled. Yeah, I was. Super disappointed. 0-3 against Lawrence North is never anything that, you know, it's not something to be excited about. I was mm-hmm. pretty down in the dumps for that. But especially because when I was there, we pretty much ran through Atlanta a lot. <laughs> but, um, I I mean, they canceled. I mean, every everything's getting canceled, so – well, I my my question was, uh, I guess what I was leading to was, as as an Indiana Mister Basketball, um, do you feel a pressure, a responsibility to um, p- part of why I fell in love with Virginia, part of why I'm wearing my Virginia hat, part part of why I I love your story love so it, much was was that you're you're an Indiana guy. I Tate knows this. If anybody Tate's the same way with North Carolina guys. If a guy played in North Carolina, anytime Tate like anytime we start doing a show and Tate gets really excited about some small school kid. I'm like, who the hell is this guy? And then I'll look him up, and he's like from Hickory, North Carolina, or something. I'm like, there it is. I knew there was something. Um, yeah, there you go. Uh, I'm the same. You can play. I'm I'm the same way with guys from Indiana, and I I as an Indiana Mister Basketball, do you do you feel that sort of like kinship that um, like a guy like Desmond Bain on TCU, for example? Um, mm-hmm. He 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 torched Baylor this year, and I got so excited watching. It. I was like, that's an Indiana kid. He's from Richmond. He's killing. Uh, okay. Do you feel? Do you? Do you? Are you carrying the Indiana label, Kyle? Like I hope you are. Is my question, <laughs> bro. I'm. I feel you 100. percent Like any t- Every time, like okay. So here's an example. Um, whenever, actually, I can't say that. I'll text you later. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> anyways, anyways. Um, I'm always like everyone. I follow everyone you could possibly think of, Indiana basketball wise. Like we all try to work out together sometimes or do open gym um, when we were all back home in the summer, which obviously is going to be a little jacked up this summer. But um, like I was playing uh, Call of Duty with Joey Bronx just like two nice. days ago. So nice. like, and Desmond Baines like like asking me if if like my agent's kind of recruiting him. He's like, hey, what do you think? Like. It was a good fit. Mm-hmm. So like we just all kind of know each other and definitely trying to carry the the label. There's there's definitely that Kenman shit that you're talking about. Cool. All he's worried about, all he's worried about right now is what I was gonna say. I know. I know. <laughs> we'll talk later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is the full Indiana bias. Uh can I ask Kyle? Uh this is this is we buried the lead on this, but you put out to the world not too long ago that Twitter has decided to take away your blue check. Um mm. and mm. we just wanted to put it out there. We want to start a campaign to get it back. Because again, you are the most outstanding player back to back. Uh the only man to do that. We don't know anyone else on Twitter that can prove that point. Um, but first we want to get your thoughts on that, and then we want to figure out how to get it back. Mm-hmm. And it, it might just mm-hmm. happen when you tell that story about that Indiana player you were just you were just you know letting us know about. Maybe that'll help. Right. Yeah, maybe maybe sure. they'll know yeah, you're yeah, a genuine sure. guy at that point. They're like, <laughs> yeah, we'll put it up. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Um, I asked my agency if they could fix it. They said they talked to Twitter and they were waiting to hear back. So I don't know, man. It's not really that big of a deal. I thought it was funny. And, uh, <laughs> 
That's why I, I think that's why I tweeted it, <laughs> but I don't I don't even remember getting it. But then for some reason, I definitely remember not having. I it think Twitter before. is just run by a bunch of Duke fans. That's probably what it is. I think yeah. I think all the guys at Twitter are just Duke <laughs> people, and yeah, and that's that's yeah. really it. I mean, it makes sense. It, if the shoe what did fits, you, uh, you know? what did what did you think about this Virginia? How much how much did you watch this Virginia team? I saw uh, you you seem to tweet a lot when you're watching games. Um, mm-hmm. How much did you? Did you watch as much as it seemed? Like, what were your thoughts on this team? The uh, the progression throughout the year. Obviously, they they like get smacked at Purdue. They kind of aren't playing particularly well in the middle of the year, and then they start winning. Like, basically, every game is a one possession game. What was that experience like watching being on the other end? Because in the NCAA tournament, you guys obviously had an incredible run um, where every game mm-hmm. was close. It seemed to come down to the last shot. Uh, but now you're now you're watching as a fan, and you're watching. It wasn't the same stakes, obviously. But what was it like? Seven of their eight wins in a row were within one possession or something. Um, yeah, yeah. What was that? What was that like for you to have to sit here and have no control over anything? I tell you what, I get more nervous as a fan than I do as a player. <laughs> like, like legit, especially when we beat up on those Star Heels uh, <laughs> and and Chapel Hill. That was pretty fun. Um, I got to watch a lot. <laughs> I got to watch a lot, luckily. Um, but even when I didn't get to watch, I was always locked in. Like, so a lot of times they played when I had a game, and after first thing I would do is check the score, box score, and stuff. Um, I was super proud of them because, look, I mean, they had like big shoes to fill, um, and nobody knew where the scoring was going to come from, and we still struggled to score. But honestly, more important than anything, we got wins. And mm-hmm. I don't know what twenty three and seven, twenty two and seven, like. On paper, we weren't supposed to do that. And the fact that we did is like, that's why I tweeted, man. Anthony Guy Bennett, you sly dog. Like, he just, <laughs> he just delivers. He just delivers. What, how, how would you describe your relationship with him? I mean, obviously, you love him, but what kind of love is it? Like, is it a, is it like, does he feel like a, a, another father to you? Is it like a brotherly thing? Like, I, I noticed you do call him Tony. Do you call him Tony? Do you call him Coach? Coach Bennett? Like, what no, kind no, no. of what, hey, what kind no, of no. what kind of relationship? I would never we look him in the. I would never look him <laughs> okay. in the eyes and call him Tony. Never. Okay. Coach. Always. Coach. Okay. Okay. Um, but behind the keyboard, I call him Tony or or yeah, Anthony. Yeah. Um, but that's just more for shits and giggles. <laughs> um, but he's he he's easily the closest coach I've ever been to. We text all the time, like. I tried to, I would actually, right before the season got canceled, I was texting them about like a new play. Like, Hey, like I'd learned this new play. Mm-hmm. People are starting to go under on key. Hey, like I got the, I got, I got the answer. <laughs> um, and so we were just texting about that. He's a huge movie guy. Also, that's how he got me. Like the recruiting, you really want to be honest. Like he started talking movies. We stopped talking mm-hmm. basketball. And I was like, all right, I'm sold. I'm in. Yeah. Um, we never talked about Christopher Nolan, but I was still in. There you go. Um, all right. What 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 else we got to cover, Tate? What what is your? Uh, go ahead, Tate. You hit him. I was gonna ask. I was gonna ask. What is Tony Bennett's favorite movie? That's that's like the real question. Is it like? Is he like an old school like Renaissance man with these films? Is he like telling you about Casablanca? Or is he like a, a Will Smith guy? He's like, <laughs> I love. I am Legend. Like what 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 is Tony Bennett's movie palette? Man, he's he's definitely an, an old school kind of guy um he's like the movie old new, school he's or like okay no. <laughs> <laughs> i hope he is he no, loves no. frank the tank <laughs> i know that yeah i know for a fact 
um, that Fletch is a movie that we talk about and quote all the time. Okay. Because okay. I yeah. Yeah, that's like that's like my family's like my grandparents like love that movie and then him and his wife love that movie and I like it too. So we talk about that a lot. Um he has a Rocky poster, so he's a huge Rocky uh fan also. I think he just likes kinda that's why it's just so fitting. He just likes being the underdog, you know, like that's why he went to Washington State, tried to, you know, build that program, went to UVA, tried to build that program. So um I think that's why he has that taste in movies. Um all right, my, I think this is my final question. Uh, I but I, I also have a tendency to say that in every interview we do, and then I ask like four more. But um, w- right. what is your what did what would you say is the most? Uh, how do I phrase this? So I went to Virginia when you guys won the title. I I I, I said on the podcast that if, if Virginia wins the national championship, I said this like a month before the tournament even started. If you win the <laughs> national championship, I'm going to come to the celebration uh, in Charlottesville, mm-hmm. and then I'm a man of my word. I came down there. Um, I was I was on campus for like 24 hours and I feel like I got the full Virginia experience. Like we went to the Virginian and yeah. got on the tables. Um, I went to what's the what's the horrible place with the steps where everyone slips and falls on their ass at the the bar and you just like boiling boiling yeah see yeah, yeah no Trinity boiling, it was yeah. Trinity it was Trinity, Trinity I went to Trinity yeah. I I I was walking down the steps at like 1 a.m. I slip I just basically just fall all the way down the steps just hit my ass every and then everyone yep. I was with was like yep that's your tradition that's a Virginia tradition yep um, <laughs> yep there was uh we pop we pop champagne bottles on the lawn um whatever those dorms are that are on the lawn someone invited us over there mm-hmm. and then uh they said streak the one person was like you need to streak the lawn that's like the big thing you do at Virginia um and I said I tell you what if Kyle guy comes back next year. I will come back to Charlottesville for his senior night and I will streak the lawn that night. I said, you have my word. You're welcome. I promise it'll happen. <laughs> and then, yeah. And then you, and then you declare for the draft and I got out of that one. So my question to you is how many of those things have you done? And if the answer is zero, when are we going to do it? We're not going to streak the lawn together, but like maybe you and I like find a way <laughs> to like go have the Virginia experience together again. Like what, what mm-hmm. is the most Virginia thing? What, what can you say to Virginia fans? Like I have done that too. And they'll be like, oh, hell yeah, he's one of us. Well, considering what I did at Virginia, like my occupation was school and basketball. So I never slipped on my ass purposely. You never did. Yeah. And and I never did it on accident either. I was very careful when I was walking on those stairs. Yeah. Um, Streaking the lawn, they say you got to do it before you graduate. So I did it, but I also did it more than once. Whoa. Wow, yeah, you yeah, did do it! Wow, hey, look at you that. You should start. That, that can be your that can be your headline right there. <laughs> wow, Kyle yeah. guy did streak the lawn. So how does that work? You you do you how, how does it work? How you explain streaking the lawn to people that aren't Virginia people? <laughs> Man, I'm like having I'm like having flashbacks, and I'm just like, oh boy. Uh, well, most of the time, everyone who's there, it's like either the first month. Or the last month of school is when most people do it. Or then the in betweens are like the people are just hammered, just like oh, we gotta go, let's go. Um, yeah, yeah, right the tanks. We're we're striking the quad. <laughs> but um, yeah, so play by. I mean, look, you strip down your bare butt, you run all the way down the lawn, which is like. I mean, you saw it. It's got to be like 200 yards. Yeah. Like two football fields all the way down. You run around the statue at the end three times. You run all the way back. And there's this like people uh, at the rotunda. 
and you look through it and you can see like a statue of Thomas Jefferson and you say goodnight Mr. Jefferson and then you put on your clothes and you go off. <laughs> That's like the full tradition. Oh my god. I don't know oh who god. I don't know who comes up with this stuff but I wasn't going to go to UVA and not do it. So. It was Thomas Jefferson I think. I think yeah. <laughs> I think it was yeah. <laughs> Oh shoot! Anything else? Anything else, Tate? What? What? What else we got to cover with this man, man? What? One last thing for the Kings. We we have designated the Kings the Blue Blood NBA team. You know, they got the all the Duke kids, all the Kansas kids, all the Carolina kids. You know, that are floating around there from like Harry Barnes to Harry Giles to to everybody. So, being a UVA guy, do you feel like you're a part of the Blue Blood crew? Like, you know, you're watching all the games. Mm -hmm. You feel like you're. you're, Mm -hmm. Do you consider UVA a Blue Blood now since they won the title? Because they are Navy 100%. Blue. 100%. Okay, there you go. Now, the, I don't know if I really like being in the same ballpark as Duke um, or North Carolina or Kansas for that. But Oh, yeah, okay. Well. Yeah. Well, hey, no, it's okay. I just <laughs> – okay, North Carolina doesn't really – I don't really have a problem with them. Like, I used to love Psycho T. Like, I, I guess I don't really have any beef with them. But everyone just – when they hear – I don't know. When you hear Duke's name, you just get – like upset you're even in the same sentence even if it's like the best two schools ever are duke and virginia like i'd be mad and i don't know why. <laughs> exactly. yeah that's my life but, it's duke and carolina uh, i'm like uh, say yeah, us first yeah. c before d <laughs> but i mean hey like we're for sure a blue blood school like that's why we're an elite school now like it's uh, we're gonna be good for a long time, as long as Tony. All right, home, r- real quick, and and we will let you go. I promise. Uh, give your give your quarantine board game power rankings. You said you play board games. Uh, you love board games. Yeah, You're, we're all quarantined. Most of the people listening to this are bored out of their minds and need some form of entertainment. Right. What board what board games do you recommend to our listeners? Um, I mean, Monopoly is a classic. We're playing that a lot. Have you guys ever heard of Catan? Of course, Catan, of course. Know. Yeah. Oh uh, you, my god. Yeah, that's my favorite game of all time. Yeah, oh, it's a great time. game. Um, great Grant game. Williams loves uh, that, game. and I'm amazing. Really, that's a Grant. That's a Grant Williams game. He used to carry that around with Tennessee. Uh, yeah, he he would him and uh, uh, Admiral Schofield, I think, would play it all the time. But Grant Williams was big into Catan. Yeah, his his last year. I used Tennessee. to play yeah. with all my all my my basketball buddies didn't want to play with me, but I played with all my football buddies at UVA. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we play Tonk. We play uh Ray, those are card games euchre big euchre guy midwest obviously mm-hmm. um but there's there's literally probably not a card game or board game that i haven't played all right like i'm not even joking like <laughs> spades to euchre to sequence to catchphrase to like we've done it all all right all right well, very good um kyle we appreciate you coming on uh this is we, we got to have you on more often now listen the last guy the last G League star that we became best friends with and was a was a friend of the program that regularly came on here was a man named Duncan Robinson, who is now starting in the league, okay. lighting it up. Uh, he also famously, though, I will say, the last time he was on here, he famously said, I'm not worried about coronavirus on this very podcast. <laughs> so <laughs> I will not make the same mistake. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, you know, up until that point, there's there's value in and uh getting the Titus and Tate bump, you know. So we're gonna do our best to uh to make sure, this happen please. for you. Um, I, but I would love to be in a three point contest next year. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll do everything we can to make that happen. Kyle, thank you so much. Stay safe yeah. out there. Stay safe out there. Good luck. Good luck uh, controlling the the remote control with your wife and and watching more mm-hmm. Game of Thrones and less Love Is Blind. 
Um, that's the battle every man must, every married man must uh, fight. Good luck Most to you, buddy. Uh, lose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll be in touch. Text text me the story later. We we got to have the story, and then uh, I'll Absolutely. I'll just probably I'll just probably share it on the podcast. I'm kidding. I won't do that. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. See you, man. I uh, appreciate it. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this podcast. All right, thank you to Kyle Guy for coming on. Uh, I cannot be more excited to, to, to hear from him what this story is about this guy that he wanted to share but then realized he was on air and other people would hear it and backed off so i i cannot wait to wrap this show up and go text kyle and, and get the real scoop here and fi- <laughs> yeah it, it it is to say that like one of our favorite things is that uh we like for people to forget that they are on the air with us and that people will listen to this we like the idea that no one will listen to this so therefore you can tell us anything so that ethos is, is what we want we wish kyle could have followed through with that but uh you know once we get that blue check back we'll we'll get him to say it on the air one thing i know for sure is it, it it's one of one of two things it's it's either a story about a guy who's like super famous that that everyone would know like a uh you know i i don't know like a like a a romeo langford type guy that he he's about kyle guy's age right maybe he's he's probably a couple Mm. years younger but um it's either it's either something about that where like i played against romeo langford my senior year next something something happened or it's about some guy that um in in indiana in, in central Indiana that like no one outside of central Indiana knows, but like everyone in central Indiana, like knows that guy to be a, an absolute stud celebrity, you know, you, you have those in Carolina, yeah. like the guys, every, every place has those, the, the, the high school legends that everyone in the area knows. And was like, I think that guy honestly might be the greatest player I've ever seen, but for some reason he has no division one offers. I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. It, we, we call him the Jameson Curry. You know what I mean? It's kind of <laughs> yeah. like the, yeah. a, a guy that everyone's like, man, if you saw Jameson in high school, wow, it was something else. And then we're like, well, what about Oklahoma state? You're like, ah, he's too deep at that point. Yeah. It just didn't quite <laughs> yeah. work out. Uh, yeah, but that's good. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure Kyle has all those stories. To, to this day, you get Greg, you get Greg Oden to talk about our AAU team. He will, he 100 percent swears that the best player on our team was Curtis White, this kid that played at Pike <laughs> High School. He went, he played at Howard for a few years, um, and Curtis mm-hmm. was really, really good. But it's hilarious because our starting five all played in the NBA, and like all the all the. No rational man would ever say Curtis was the best, but to Greg, he's like, "Oh my God, Curtis." That mid-range game he had, it was unbelievable. It opened up everything else for everybody. Uh, it's, it's, that's how Indiana basketball works, man. So anyway, I'm excited to hear from Kyle, uh, hear what he has to say about that. Um, but uh, before we get to shout out to Closeout State, I want to congratulate uh, – I, I gave out a scholarship mm-hmm. this year, uh, the Club Trillion Foundation, you a did. certain foundation, to um, give out a scholarship. And we did. We, we, we figured it out. We figured out a way to do it. And we, gave, we were giving away $15,000. Uh, I've been talking about it on the show throughout the year and, and trying to get people to apply, trying to get people to to help out whatever, however they want. Um, and anyway, all of that is to say, Tate, we finally named a winner. We have a winner. And not only do we have a winner, wow. we have, his name is Tate. 
His name is Tate Clayton um, from Mississippi State. I I honestly I don't know many other states, uh, but I also don't know many people that have my other family named Clayton, uh, and I have definitely never seen them together uh, unless they're in my actual family. So I'm not sure if Tate Clayton is in my family, but I'm pretty sure at some level he probably is related to me. Um, so this is I, I will say this is a win for the Tates, a win for the Clayton. So I'm very excited. Yeah, congratulations to you. <laughs> um, <laughs> Thank we you. We are. Uh, so the plan, the plan was when, when I was going to award the scholarship at the Final Four. The Final Four has obviously been canceled, uh, but we were, we were going to fly Tate down to the Final Four, give him the money, and then have him on the show for a little bit. Um, since we can't do that now because the Final Four is canceled, uh, we figured, what the hell? Why not? We could still have him call in, right? We could still have him on the show. Yes. So that's what we did. We had Tate Clayton come on, uh, Mississippi State. He's a junior academically, but he's – no, wait, he's a junior athletically. So he technically has one more year of eligibility, but he's so smart that he basically graduated early and is like, nah, screw basketball. I'm going to law school. I'm going to make, I'm going to make that money, baby. So um, that's it. But uh, yeah, he won, he won my scholarship. So here he is. We, we talked to him for about 10 minutes. Here is the winner of the club trillion scholarship Tate Clayton. All right, here he is uh, the winner of the inaugural, the first ever club trillion foundation scholarship. It is Tate Clayton of your Mississippi state bulldogs. Um, first of all, we have two Tates on, on the show. This is weird. I, 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 I'm getting my wires crossed here. Having, having double Tate, having double, double South. Um, all of that is, it's very, very confusing for me, but, uh, Tate Clayton, um, you won the scholarship first. Can you explain, uh, what, what, how did you hear about the scholarship? Why did you apply? And, and what are your thoughts about the whole thing? Yeah, um, my older brother follows y'all's podcast, so he had heard about oh, it through nice. that. And then him and some of his friends heard about it, so they all passed it along to me. So I looked into it and figured I'd definitely give it a shot. Um, I think it's a great thing that y'all are doing, uh, giving walk-ons a chance to you know, earn something like that. It's pretty special. Oh, man, look at this. I, I, I love the... I, I, love what, I love this already, Tate Frazier. This is, this is fantastic. <laughs> um, so uh, you you... You're at Mississippi State. You're, you said you're a junior. You're done playing. What your career is now over? Is that is are we understanding that correctly? Your basketball career? That's right. Uh, I played all three years, but um, I was ahead in the classroom, so I'll end up be graduating the year or semester early. Look at um, that. And then I'll start studying. Hopefully, get to law school after after this coming year. Do you, do you think that's why you won the scholarship? What, what what was so good about your application? I didn't read through it. I wasn't on the selection committee. <laughs> I just like facilitated the whole thing, so I never actually read it or saw anything that you submitted. Um, did, and how much did you lie? Now that you've already won it, you can you can admit. Like, did you? Did you have your buddies like be your references and be like, "Hey, pretend to be one of my professors when they call, and uh, just say that I'm <laughs> no, I'm didn't. here all the time." Uh, so, so how would you describe your walk on career? Like, what kind of walk on were you? Were you the, uh, um, you know, on a scale from basically me, who I was a jackass that was basically trying to get kicked off the team at all times uh to like <laughs> a rudy who was the exact opposite of that where do you where do you fall on that spectrum would you say i'd say probably somewhere in the middle okay good mixture okay. probably a little more towards you than rudy okay you, you like <laughs> that fun um, no i had fun with it i enjoyed okay. it yeah i enjoyed it we had a good time with it cool who uh, did, you, did you guys did you guys have a nickname for the uh the walk-ons in mississippi state you know a lot of places they have like their little you know like bench mob or whatever it was like did, did you have anything like that that you made up or were you just like chilling on the bench 
no, we didn't when I was on the team. My brother actually played at Mississippi State oh, really? uh, a couple years before me, and they they had the Gold Squad, is what they were called. So they had a nickname. We didn't have one though. So, uh, was your brother was your brother scholarship? Or is he walk on as well? He was a walk on as well. Oh my god, look at that! It's a legacy. It's, it's a like legacy it. thing. Oh, I just, love it. <laughs> so, did Coach, Coach Allen knew who you were because of your brother, or or did did he not know who you were? Well, no, actually, my brother played for uh, my brother played for Coach Stansberry. Rich oh, okay. Stansberry. He's okay. at Western Kentucky now. Okay, so did did does yeah. Coach Allen? Would you? <laughs> how confident are you that five years from now, if you see Ben Allen at a gas station in Starkville? <laughs> i'm pretty confident i think he All likes right. me a lot he's a okay, big good. fan good that's good because oh, that's you know, that. it, it could go either way like that's that's how that's how my coach was as well but you know you, you hear these stories from a lot of walk-ons that like they've they've been there for four years and the coach still doesn't know their name and that that's always my fear <laughs> um did, did you did you enjoy playing for Ben Howland? What what do you have a Ben Howland story for us? What explain to the people? <laughs> most people that follow college basketball know Ben Howland is the guy that went to three Final Fours at UCLA. Um, they kind of haven't kept tabs of them since then. As a man that's played for him for three years, what, is is he doing well in Starkville for himself? Would you say what 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 what, is, what has he got going on? He is. I'd say he still loves the game just as much as he did at UCLA. Uh, still knows a lot about the game. Obviously, he's a Heck of a coach. Um, so I've, I was lucky to learn a lot from him just being around him for three years. Um, definitely a great coach. I, I just have to ask about Rick Stansberry because you said your brother uh, played for Coach Stansberry at Mississippi State. Did, does your brother have any stories that he would like to come on this podcast and share? Because uh, if, you, if you're not able to share them, we would love to have your brother on because Rick Stansberry is one of our favorite coaches. <laughs> he probably has plenty. He's uh, passed me some. I don't know if I'd feel comfortable sharing them, but I'm sure he would. <laughs> <laughs> did your brother ever have to? Did he ever make your brother like take duffel bags to to undisclosed locations and leave them and and do stuff like that? Was was that ever part of his walk on duties for for Stansbury? <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe so. I don't believe so. <laughs> um, sorry. Right, this, this, this is my final question, and then we're gonna let you, we're gonna let you give an acceptance speech here. Um, what kind of law are you trying to? What, what kind of lawyer are you going to specialize? What, what kind of law are you going to specialize in? What kind of lawyer are you going to be? Um, I'm not all the way sure yet. I want to either do like business law with like corporate big corporations and stuff like that, or maybe uh like sports entertainment law. So like more like agency contract type stuff. That's I'm great. Not really sure yet. Yeah. Do do uh, business. I feel like business. That's where you make the real money is doing what? what, what or is it like class action lawsuits? <laughs> is that where you make the real money? Is you get like uh, all these people to chip in, and then the lawyers take all the money and um. Yeah, I, I, that that yeah, might be a good are, play. Those are pretty big payouts. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that'd be a good that'd be a good move. All right, um, do you want to give an acceptance speech? You can. We're, the floor is yours for as long as you want it. Uh, rub it into you, you beat out the the three finalists were you. There's a kid from Colorado and there's a kid from Pitt. Were the three finalists? Um, would you, you you can talk smack to them? You can uh, you can say whatever you want. The floor is yours, Tate. <laughs> All right. Um, well, I'd like to thank all of my coaches, um, family, friends for pushing me. I'd like to thank uh, the Club Trillion Foundation for giving me the scholarship. It's a big help for me and my family. Um, I'd like to thank Coach Howland <laughs> for uh, always being there for me, being a good role model. And I'd like to thank all my teammates, especially for uh, good brotherhood over the last three years. And uh, to the other finalists, sorry, but the SEC wins again. <laughs> oh, man. 
Oh, that's good. Oh, man. Well, we we wanted to present the money to you at the Final Four. That's obviously not going to happen. So we're going to have to figure this out. You and I are going to have to be in contact. Because, like, as I told you over the phone when I told you you won, um, I want to do it in person. But I also understand, like, the longer this goes on before I, like, present you anything, the more we're setting up for a Scott's Todd situation where you're, like, scratching your head. You're like, where's yes. this money? Am I ever getting this money? <laughs> um, so I'm stuck in, the, I'm, I'm stuck in limbo. Uh, we we got to figure this out. We got to have a party. Like, it, where, where are you trying to go to law school? Maybe we'll have the party there. Or do we have it in Starkville? Can we go to a Mississippi State game together next year, maybe? Is that the play? I don't know what to do. I'll just probably, I'll just probably come down. Yeah. Come down for a football game. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that could be it. Come see the air raid coach, Mike Leach. Come down for a weekend. That would actually be awesome. The Mike Leach area (laughs) in Mississippi state. Yeah. We'll, we'll do it that way. Um, all right, Tate, thank you so much for joining us. Congratulations, man. Uh, you, you are, uh, hopefully the first of many, hopefully this, uh, scholarship does not, um, you know, go belly up in year three or something. The, the, the plan is to keep it rolling. But, uh, yeah, congratulations, man. man. Thank you all again. All right, congrats again to Tate Clayton, uh, your namesake, Tate. You got the yeah. Tate and Tate thing. It was very confusing doing an interview and talking <laughs> to Tate. I, I think you two are the only two Tates that I know. Um, and would you look at that? We got you on the, the program together at the same yeah. time. Mississippi Tate. <laughs> there it is uh all right let's wrap this thing up we, we've been talking too much um what do we have to who do we have to shout out before we go yeah shouts and closeouts uh before we uh or our last episode at the end you pointed out a guy seth towns i believe is his name he's from harvard and he was basically uh from columbus ohio but also in the duke ether and there was a lot of conversation as to what was going to happen with this guy he goes back to columbus commits to columbus but before that happened uh, we got news uh, in the world of Duke defectors. And uh, for anyone do- that doesn't understand that Duke, uh, they bring in a lot of guys that are five stars. They don't play a lot of them. And then, you know, those guys end up transferring. Uh, you want to go all the way back to like a, a Chase Jeter guy or, you know, you, the list goes on and on. All, I mean, all the way back five five years ago. Or El- 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 Elliot Williams or any of these people, you know what I mean? Just, just the there list goes on there and on. Uh, and if you, if you, Alex Murphy, right? Like we can just keep pointing out these guys that coach K uh, let's go by the wayside. Um, and anyways, as you go through the, the game, but Alex O'Connell, son of Dave O'Connell, who is a, a Duke guy, uh, they're Duke through and through. Alex O'Connell comes out uh, before Seth Towns announced, and he goes, I'm leaving Duke. Here's here's my message. I'm going somewhere else to play basketball. Thank you to the brotherhood, yada, yada, yada. I texted you immediately and said, boom, we got him out of there. Uh, Towns is definitely going to go to Duke. He ends up going to Columbus, Ohio anyway. Uh, but it still points to the fact that Duke has someone that they're bringing in. We don't know yet. But Alex O'Connor was leaving, and that's your Duke defector update. So, so shout out all the Duke defectors. Michael Jabinajay has another one. Rashid Suleiman. There's a lot of a lot of Duke defectors in the world. Derek Thornton. Something is brewing. Uh, something is brewing in Durham. You're absolutely right. They're mm-hmm. gonna they're gonna figure out a way to get some 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 high school sophomore is going to reclassify and move the <laughs> entire family to Durham. And yes, yeah, so, so, something's coming. Something's coming down the pike. Uh, Alex O'Connell. He's a Georgia guy. Mm-hmm. Tom Crean, head coach yeah. of the Georgia Bulldogs. I don't know. I don't know. Seems like a match made in heaven to me. <laughs> um, I want to. Uh, I want to. Uh, sh- kind. Of, I, I almost said shout out, but I. What's the opposite of a shout out? Where you, a call out, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, LMU. They hired Stan Johnson, Marquette assistant coach, uh, on Friday. The, the LMU coaching search is over. Um, Craig Pinton's the athletic director at LMU. Tate is a friend of the program. He listens to the show. 
listens to the off season shows. That's how I know he's a true friend of the program. He'll text me every so often and, and try to get me to make fun of, try to get me to go in on all of his enemies basically. And he's like, mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, so when the, 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 the coaching vacancy opens at LMU, he reached out to me and he's like, Hey, we should interview you. It would be good content. Like maybe you actually might impress me. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll actually hire you. I don't know. And he gets yeah. on Twitter. He did the eye emojis and the, mm-hmm. you know, he, we had that back and forth. Um, and then I was like, <laughs> yeah, man, we should totally set that up. And then before we set it up, he goes and hires someone, Tate. What the hell? So I'm calling out Craig Pins. I was not, given, I was not given a fair shake. I wanted, I wanted a chance to interview you. I did I, or to get an interview. I did not get that chance. The, the blood is on your hands, sir. Whatever, whatever happens to you from here. It, I, I feel no pity. You, you brought this upon yourself. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's also one of those things where he like tweeted after the fact and was like, "Sorry, Mark, we're sorry, sorry," yeah. you know, yeah. which is uh, which is like rubbing salt in the wound. So uh, we appreciate it. Uh, we wish that you would have gotten the job, but uh, you know, we we need to figure out how to get on some sort of support staff. I want to be like the minister of conduct or whatever they need, um, because it's so close. I mean, we're right there. We're in Playa. We're right as I've here. said, as I've said all along. As I've said all along, I don't I don't necessarily need the job. I just need an interview because I know as soon as I get the interview, it's a done deal. I'm getting the job. I know exactly what to say to these ads. I know how to schmooze. It'll it'll be apparent. The the, the charisma is just off the charts. It, it, mm-hmm. It's oozing out of every pore I have. Tate, you get me in front of these ads, it's a wrap. <laughs> I, what could possibly go wrong? Yeah, uh, just the bag dropping, just the the forward facing talk about paying these kids. So, coach, what's our budget like? Yeah. I don't need a staff. Coach, here's my <laughs> coach, here's my plan. I'm gonna be honest with you. Uh, I'm gonna cheat my balls off, but my plan is I'm gonna elevate this program in the three years I'm here before the FBI finds out about me. I'm gonna elevate you to such a degree that when the hammer gets dropped, it doesn't matter because I put your program on the map. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Now where do I sign? Um, <laughs> speaking of coaching jobs, uh, Luke Yaklich, the most difficult name in college basketball for me to pronounce is the new head coach at UIC, which stands mm-hmm. for the University of Illinois Chicago Tate, the Flames. Uh, he is, I believe they're the Flames, right? That's correct. Yes. That's got to be correct. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. It's got me tripping out. That's that's Liberty's uh, mascot as well. Liberty, right? Flames. Liberty Flames, yeah. Seth Curry's, um, yeah. Um, he is the new coach at UIC. Uh, that means the open jobs we have now are Air Force, Georgia Southern, IUPUI, Samford, Western Illinois, and Western Michigan. None of those appeal to me. Um, like I said, th- I-, I said this on the last show. I feel like the coaching carousel is just not going to be great this year, and it's a bummer. I feel like we're not going to get a lot of content. You're, you've got your fingers crossed that this HBO thing blows up for Will Wade and Sean Miller, and we we shall see there. But um, yeah, I don't know. Only Sean I, Miller. I don't have a lot of faith. That it's going to be. A- yeah, yeah, only only a players program because uh, that's that's what we want. We want a players program to officially become yet again a players program brought to you by Will Wade. That's what we want. <laughs> um, anything anything else? That I is? just I just want to thank uh, everyone for tuning in, everyone for uh, for hunkering down, and also uh, just say that uh, this whole week CBS Sports Network. I don't know if uh, anyone knows about this, but it's a uh, you can go on and watch games. Uh, unfortunately, they're of all the games they have listed. I mean, they have some cool ones like. Uh, you know, an 03 Kansas Syracuse game, like a, a Dwayne Wade game from 03. I don't know if everything's from 03, but they got some great games uh, that are listed, but they also have a lot of Duke games. But throughout this entire week, CBS Sports Network is re airing great college basketball tournament games. So for all the fans out there like me that want to watch, you know, something related to the tournament, 
I'll be tuning into that. So I, I wanted to point that out. There is a schedule out there somewhere. You can find it. Just Google it. Uh, but it, just, just for the people, enjoy those games. I saw, I saw that uh, the NCAA is putting full games on YouTube again. They used to have like a ton of them on YouTube, and they started yeah. taking them off. I don't know why. Um, but they're putting a lot of them back on. Um, should we do a TNT Classic? Should we pick a game and do that? We'll, we'll figure it out between yes. now and next show. We should figure out which game we want to do, and then we'll announce on next show which game we're doing, and then next week maybe we do that. How about yeah, that? I love it. Does that work? Yeah, I don't do know. It. Yeah, TNT Classics. Let's bring them back. I think my vote. I, I think my vote. It might be 2010 Kansas State um, Xavier because I was watching a little bit of that today, and Gus on the call. That game was like so great, and then Gus Johnson on the call, and it was 10 years ago. I don't mm-hmm. know, but we'll talk it out. We'll we'll figure out. There are a lot of good options. There are a lot of. Uh, I want to do one that like not everyone is. I want to do one that's great, but not like so not not like '92 Duke Kentucky. You know, like mm-hmm. that's kind of overdone, and everyone kind of already knows everything there is to know about that one. I want to do one like 2011 Duke Arizona or something. You know, yeah, a Derek like a Williams. great game. That, yeah, 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 yeah. Kyrie Irving, Derek Williams. Um, you know, it'd be a good one is a 2014 Kentucky Wichita State. That'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. We'll we'll figure it out. We'll talk it. We'll talk it over. Um, all right, that's it. That's the show. Uh, we'll be back next week. Thank you guys for tuning in. It does it does mean a lot to us because um, I don't know we're all we're all stuck in the same boat together and we have no idea what the hell is going on in this world <laughs> and we're just trying to do our best to get by. So uh, thank you for coming along for the ride. We'll be back. See you guys. Bye.